there, people, the fine podcast people of the world. How's it going there now? It's me, Marquez. Where are we at? Number 108, random podcast. I pressed record and I realized I had to speak and I was away from the microphone. But we're back. We're close. I mean, your ear. What is it? 108, huh? We're really doing it. 29th of November. Killing the dream. Killing the dream, day by day. Killing the dream. The dream was out there. It was like a cloud. And we took the cloud and we brought it down from the sky. And we're killing it, day by day. Beating the shit out of it until the dream is over. It's over and you're dead. You're dead. Your hopes are gone. You're lifeless. You might still physically be alive. But inside, the hope is gone. It's disappeared. Like a pair of white runners, you should have. You bought them. You thought it would be a good idea to wear them out into the world. White sneakers. Dangerous, dangerous purchase. They're like a cloud. You shouldn't touch it. You should not have touched the the sneakers, the runners, or the cloud. And now you fucking ruined it. They're out and people have spat in your dreams. Your dreams are the white runners. They've stood in them. They've physically trampled all over your dreams. They're dirty now. It's blackened. It'll never be the same. You should have kept the dreams and hope and an ambition in your head. You had the potential you thought was there. It was not there at all. It was all a facade. It was all a big joke. A big joke that you played in yourself. That's what. That's what we're talking about today. I lost my train of thought and I was rambling on. That's what you get when you chase your dreams. You begin to ramble. Ramble down the woody path. You're rambling. You're back. It's me, your conscience, talking to you, Mark. Oh, really? Yes, it's me. Okay, what do you want to tell me? It's me and we're, we're back in Cork in Ireland. It's a Wednesday afternoon. It's raining, just like it's raining here in L.A., an odd day of rain reminds you of Ireland on that Wednesday afternoon when you got out of school early, the half day on Wednesdays, and you got a kill time before dinner, and you went to the woods nearby, and you just threw stones in a river, and then you just walked around with a stick, and you said to your friends, ah, it's a pity there's no women around. But you're only 14, you wouldn't know what to do with a woman if she stood in front of you naked. And then you find some magazines, and you're like, oh, I wonder what those magazines are. And then you find some porn magazines, and you're like, oh, some porn magazines in the woods? What's going on here, lads? But it's wet, and it's sticky. Because of the rain. Just copped on now while it was also sticky. It's all stuck together. You have to get a stick, and you open the magazine with the stick. And you flick through it. But the pages, the water and the rain and the shame have ruined the magazine and you can't really make it out. But, you know, you use your imagination. And that's what I suppose is what you, it's all what you want. It's all in your head. On that Wednesday afternoon, it was all in your head. And you said, one day, I'm going to go and be so successful, women... I won't need magazines to get these beautiful women. They'll come to me. And then you go to L.A. And then you realize, oh, the ambition, the potential in my head. They were the white runners of my life. 
should have left them inside. Should never worn them outside. Now they're filthy. They'll never be the same. Sure, I could clean them, but they'll never be the same. Like a goldfish. Goldfish looking outside the bowl. The goldfish says, ah, I wonder what life is like outside the bowl there. The goldfish hops outside the bowl and it chokes. It chokes for air and it can't survive. And it says, oh, I should have stayed inside the bowl. I should have stayed inside. I was living the life in the bowl, living the life, living the dream. Dreaming about outside the bowl, but you know, inside the bowl, I was able to breathe. Now I'm choking. I'm dying. I'm dying. And I wish I didn't wear my runners. And you know, you're rambling on. And that's that's what my subconscious wanted to say to me today. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome to the gibber. Welcome to me after two cups of coffee back to back. Back to back, people. I don't I brew it and I stick it in me and then I brew another one. And I say, come on, give me some fucking dread in my stomach. Give me amped up energy, but also dread and despair. So it's I um I've amped up despair. Amped up anxiety. Not a word we use in Ireland. No anxiety in Ireland. It's all religious. That's just God punishing you. No need for medicine. Did I mention that? I like the way I never remember what I said last week. But last week, my buddy was like telling me he was going to get in some medicine for anxiety. I was like, what? You can do that? That's a thing? That's a thing, dear friends. Apparently, that's the thing. You don't just have to booze. You don't just go to the pub and mask it over with booze. No, you don't. You got to, you got to, uh, you can fix it. You can fix it. I don't know how. don't know how you came to the wrong, if you come here for solutions, you've come to the wrong place. This is not a solution place. This is a problem place. We don't fix anything. We just say the premise and then you figure it out yourself. That's how life works. Ain't the truth. You're not here for the truth. This is only, this is not here for, maybe you get the truth, but it's mostly for the the problems. And, you know, you'll you'll open your eyes and you'll be like, oh, I didn't even realize I had that problem in my life. I didn't even realize that. Thank you, Mark, for pointing out the problems. What problems are Oh, I've had a lot of anxiety this week. <coughs> Thanksgiving was last week. Did a lot of great work. A lot of great work. But I was given these um, turkey leftovers from Thanksgiving. From the last factory, they had these uh, caterers come in and they had a load of turkey leftover. And oh, they gave me a big tray of white turkey. It was actually unreal. The turkey was ridiculous. Ridiculous how good it was. Myself and another buddy, Thomas Dale, we were disgusting. I got home first with my big tray of turkey. My buddy Chris dropped me off in his car and we put the turkey in the back seat. And we were driving along. And he said, is that turkey secure? Because it was in one of those trays with a tinfoil cover. And I said, oh yeah, that turkey's grand. It's grand there in the back. Don't worry about the smell. It'll be gone when I'm out the door. It's a very nice car. Nice leather seats. You know, you wouldn't want to ruin it with a turkey smell. And then we heard some sloshing. 
And then we realised the dirty juice was sloshing out the back of the tray all over his car. I played it off, I played it off, and I ran away, I ran away at my turkey tray. But, you know, I, I imagine he doesn't realise how bad the smell is going to be. He's away right now, and he's two cars, and I don't think he's used that car since. So when he uses it again, he's going to get a nice surprise, and he's going to be like, why does everything smell of fucking turkey juice? And why is it wet in the back seat? And I'll just say I pissed my pants. That's the best way to get out of any situation. I pissed my pants, and my urine smells of turkey. I have turkey urine. I probably do after all the turkey I ate. Oh, it was so good. But then I was like, ah. Uh, I went shopping the day after I got all the turkey because I was like, I need some food. And then I put all the shopping back because I was like, I have so much turkey. I'm just going to eat turkey. That's all I'm going to eat. Get into me, turkey. Get into me. Make me a human turkey. But then two days go by and I'm like, huh, it's Saturday. Is it? What day? And then Sunday I'm like, oh, I wonder when this turkey is going to go off and kill me. But I was like, I was eating so much turkey, but I, it, it was like the never-ending tray. Just rows and rows of turkey. Rows and rows of succulent turkey. I feel like we should use succulent for more stuff. Oh, look at this succulent body up on me. <laughs> Would you like the succulent on my body? Oh, look at a succulent stomach up on me. But then I was like, oh, no, is this going to kill me? It was a prison. I was in a prison, people. It was a turkey prison. I didn't know when it was going to go off. I was Googling it. I was hitting up my buddy Thomas, who had a big tray of turkey, too. And he was like, dump it. Dump it now. And I was like, no, it's still good. I was Googling it. It said three to four days. And I was like, three to four days from the time it was cooked? Or three to four days from after the day of the cooking? What's it been? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Is that three days or is it included in Thursday? That's four days. Now it's Monday. Made a turkey... Curry, chili. Now, is the turkey going to... Can you recook the turkey? Does it start again from zero? How does wor- How does life work, people? That's what I was trying to figure out. Just constant worry in this turkey prison of mine that I created in my head and also physically with all the turkey that I had. Made a big mound of turkey and stuck my head in there and I said, kill me, turkey. Go on, kill me. Don't know how you're going to kill me, but I have a feeling you can kill me easily. Pink meat good way to kill someone maybe then you got the congeal juices i don't even know what they are and i don't want to know is that fat is it taste why is it now like jam and jelly am i going to be killed by a turkey so that's one of the problems i had this week finally threw it out didn't die touch wood not yet who knows how long it takes for salmonella to kick in it's probably not even the right disease mad mad bird flu disease who knows? I wonder why I worry so much. No reason to worry. Probably growing up in Ireland, my mom was like, oh, don't wash your hands if you touch chicken, you'll die. And now I worry about everything. Don't drop. Don't drop the soap in the shower. Are you going to get anal rape if you're in prison? That's one of the weirdest things. Quicksand. Quicksand's going to kill you. The bog. I wonder because there's so many bogs in Ireland. The marsh, the swamps. You could get die in a swamp. You, I've lost a shoe in a swamp a couple of times, lost a shoe in a bog. We thought we could build a homemade raft boat and sail across the, sh- the sea bog, and we didn't realize it was just all mud. 
there was no water it was just going to eat us up and we sailed off and we pushed away and then we fell into the bog and I lost the shoe one of the great great dangers in life the bog I don't know if they have bogs here the marsh did you ever get stuck in the marsh of someone oh this is going to be a weird analogy that I'll definitely not be able to explain right but you ever be talking to someone and you'd be like oh Oh, I'm a fan of her. And then you realize you're just caught up in the mist. You're caught up in her bog. She could be like a mud pit. You're stuck in the mud. You can't see the light because you're stuck in the mud. You're blinded by the looks. She could be sound. You're blinded by the personality. You could be wishful thinking for everything. And then you realize, fuck it, I'm stuck in the bog. Get me out of this bog. Save me, Bogsy. Used to be a guy in my school. He had the best name. Best nickname. Probably not the best, but I still like it. Bogman. <laughs> That's a great name. The Bogman. <laughs> That's such a good name. Oh, the Bogman. Who's that? That's the Bogman. Where's he from? The Bog. He was a boy, too. He was never a man, either. <laughs> when I knew him, we were just boys. We didn't call him Bog Boy. <laughs> the Bog Boy. Where are you from? The Bog. You a man or a boy? I'm the bog boy. <laughs> Why is that funny? Just to me, I don't know. People, I just like the term bog, bog man. That's an Irish superhero. Bog man. Where do you come from? The bog. I'm here to save you. Ah, for fuck's sake. Bog man, you got mud all over my carpet. Get the fuck out. I'm here to save you. I don't want saving you. Fucking save my carpets. Save my carpets, you awful prick. You've ruined you've ruined the bar, you've ruined the carpets. And who's this little fucker covered in mud next to you? Why is he fucking in my kitchen? I just washed those floors. I just mopped the floors. Who's that little shit? Oh, that's Bug Boy. <laughs> Bugman and bug boy. Alright, let us know if you need any more help. Get the fuck off my cream carpet, you dirty whore. Bye, bug man. So anyway, yeah, this podcast starts off to a great start. A lot of a uh, lot of reason and um, logic coming along. You know, it's it's a it's a structured podcast. That's what people ask for. They're like, "Can you put more structure to your podcast?" Sure thing. I said. I'm going to start off by rambling, drinking coffee, talking about a dead goldfish, porn in the woods, um, and then the bog men, green carpet, a lot of carpet, and you know, it's off to a flyer. Might as well keep going with this blurting of things. I wonder if this, uh, hanging around the comedy store a lot, like, all the comedians just be in the hallway at the back. So you've all sorts, like Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Ron White, Chris D'Elia, Brendan Schaub, all these people, and they all have different fans. Oh, Marquez, he's a great, he's a great guy. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of him, big fan of him, big fan of him now. Now I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of him now. I'm a big fan of him now. I'm a big fan of him now. Big fan of him. And anyway, you got all these legendary comedians. Big fan of America. Big fan of America. Big, big, big fan. And the stuff, people come up to them. They're usually after a few boozes, so they're extra dumb, and they, like, blurt out something. 
Like one guy came up to me and he was like, he was serious too, which made it even better. Uh, he was like, hey man, I'm a fan. I'd love to give you a head sometime. No homo. <laughs> That's what I realize people are mental. No homo. I'm going to, yeah, here's a, here's a homosexual offer, but no homo. It's like me saying to a woman, hey, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to uh, have sex with you. And, uh, you know, sexually pleasure you, but uh, no hetero. No hetero. I'm into men. No hetero. No hetero. I'd go to a party if that was the rule. No hetero. Because you know what? It's going to be a better after party. Gay dudes on Molly dancing to house music. Women dancing away. No hetero. That'd be a good that'd be a good nightclub. Get a lot of people there. No hetero. I'd be the only hetero in there being like, hey guys, hey women. You're you're all you're all looking for a man. I'm the only hetero. And they'll just look at me and be like, No hetero. And I'll be kicked out. I'll be kicked out of my own party. The no hetero guy that got kicked out. No homo. Would you like a blowjob? No homo. But <laughs> the other night, a guy came up to Brendan Shaw and he was like, you always see some weirdos. First, he went up to, uh, he went up to Joe Rogan and he was like, hey man, I got a photo with you five years ago and I think we should get the exact same photo again. Like, it doesn't matter. Just take a photo. So they were taking it. And he kept doing it on record, and they were like, oh, it's not it's not doing a photo. And your man was like, no, I'm going to take a screenshot of the video. He was just making a hassle, and then Joe Rogan was like, okay, I got to go. Sorry, uh, we can do another one after. And the guy was like, hey, man, there's no, there's no need to be sorry to me. It's okay. We're friends. <laughs> they were like, oh, this guy's fucking mental, huh? And then the same dude later went up to Brendan Shaw and he was just like, Hey man, uh, do you like steak? <laughs> this is when people are in the middle of conversations too, which is always better. Hey, let me interrupt you there talking to your friend. Can I ask you a question? Do you like steak? <laughs> it's like me, Carl. I gotta start doing that, but f- for fish. The guy goes to him. Do you like steak? There's a great place down Venice Beach. You know, it looks like a complete shithole on the outside. But you go in there and, oh, they've got some good steak. Is it the best steak I've ever had? No, but it's some, it's steak. They sell steak. So if you're ever in Venice Beach and you want some steak, go to that place. He didn't even mention the place either, which is great. Go to that steak place, okay? They've, they've, they've steak. Is it good? It could, potentially, it could be okay. It could be okay. I'll give you that much. Is it good? That's hard to say. But uh, yeah, go get that stick. I'm going to do that with fish. <laughs> hey, <laughs> do you like fish? What? <laughs> hey, man, do you like fish or not? I'm asking you a simple question. I approached you from the rear in this hallway. <laughs> I want to know, do you like fish? I suppose. Cool. I don't. <laughs> Gave me mercury poisoning once. Anyway, famous person. Do you want to be best friends for life? And the person would just be like, yeah, I do, Merc. I really do. Let's let's go get some fish. I told you I don't fucking like fish. 
well, let's let's get some steak. Ah, oh, perfect. I know this place in Venice. It's got some steak. Is a good steak? Nah, it's a shit hole. But you know, you're looking for steak, man. Be specific. You're driving down there. Come on, we get an Uber. All right, do you want to call it? Uh, should I call it? No, I call it. I got us an Uber pool. Come on, let's go to Venice. Okay. On the way down to Venice, I turn to the famous person. I'd say, hey, man, I'd love to give you a head. No homo. <laughs> Fucking people are so weird. It's brilliant. No homo, buddy. No homo. And the guy's like, oh, no homo. 100%? Because, you know, I'm not gay. So I, I don't want you to think, uh, nah, I'll suck you off in a straight way. Just in a straight way. Because then it's not going to be a great blowjob, probably. So, uh, you up for it? And there, that's that's the story. That's the weird blurting. Anyway, that's what this podcast feels like. Just weirdly blurting out stuff. Where we end up, God only knows. God only knows. It's like, did you ever go, oh, yesterday I went to the shop to buy milk. That's all I did. I went to the shop just to buy milk. I'm going to the shop to buy milk. What did I get distracted by? Candles. Candles. Fucking candles. Oh, why are they selling these candles? Oh, these candles smell good. Hmm. Do I have candles at home? Hmm. I don't know. I have these diffusers that send out smells of some sort. Germanium, geranium, Jupiter, Mars, lavender. I don't even know what the smells are. At least none of them smell like a whorehouse. <laughs> I got this other one that's in a little teepee container. But you know what? I should buy more candles. Yeah, you never know when you need more candles. Let's buy four candles. So I bought four candles yesterday. Came home and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I forgot milk. And oh boy, did I hate myself with a deep, deep passion. Deep, deep passion. I felt like fucking Jack and the Beanstalk. What did they send him to buy? Go out there, buy a Jack, buy some beans. Buy us a cow. Wasn't it a cow? Am I going to look that up? No. Go out there, buy us a cow, Jack. Here's a, here's a butchered attempt at recalling a fairy tale. Hey, Jack, yeah. Go out there and buy us a cow. Cool. Where's the cow? Ah, fuck the cow. I bought us some beans, boy. Got us some beans. <laughs> Did you get some bread for toast at least? Nah, fuck that. We're just having beans. What kind of beans are they? Dry beans. <laughs> they're more seeds than beans. They're not even like baked beans. No, they're not saucy. Nah, just four. Spent all our life savings on beans. Yeah, man, four dry beans. I'm going to eat one of them and I'm going to... I'm going to plant two more, and I'm going to keep one in my pocket. Ah, that's good, man. Yeah, fuck it. Who needs food, huh? Who needs that cow, Daisy? I miss her. But fuck it, you got four seed beans. Let's eat one and trip off her tits. That's like me yesterday, going out for milk, and I came back for four candles. There was no one here waiting for me, but you know, I had the conversation with myself in the head. I said, hey, where's the milk? And I said to myself, ah, oh, fuck, I forgot the milk. But you know what's better than milk? And I said, what? And I said, candles. And then I beat the living shit out of myself for being such a fucking idiot, which is fair. You know, you got to beat the shit out of yourself sometimes and again. Like, uh, 
mentally you gotta be beat yourself down here's a good lie i like to tell myself mentally oh i just don't photograph well <laughs> i realize that's my new favorite like ah that's another shit photo of me ah i saw a photo the other day and i was like do any of my clothes fit what have i done with my wardrobe how do i know what's going on because people be like nah that was a good outfit it fits you'd be like well here's photographic evidence that it doesn't. And I'd be like, nah, it does, it does, all right. That's just, don't believe your eyes. <laughs> believe your inner eye that lies to you. And you'd be like, ah, okay. Believe the guy inside. Huh? Believe the spoof artist inside my head. Yeah, believe him. He's much better. Oh, cool. I'm going to do that. I'm going to believe the fucking liar inside my head. Don't believe the eyes. Believe the spoof. I feel like that's like Black Friday as well and Cyber Monday. That's just fucking lies too. Been thrown at you. You gotta buy. It felt like bullies. You gotta buy a forty percent off if you spend two hundred and fifty or thousand dollars. You get 20% off delivery rates, and you're like, fuck, 20% off? I gotta buy it. And they'll be like, yeah, give us your money, you fuck. And they'll be like, uh, do I really need a purple jumper? Do I need a purple sweater? Do I need it? Yeah, I do. Beating the shit out of me, and I spent all my money. I didn't even know what I bought. Literally, I was like, do I need a curtain rod? Yeah. Do I need a pot? Yeah, sticking in there. Purple jumper? Fuck it, why not? Jacket? Did I not buy a jacket? I don't know. This is the jacket I already bought. I don't know. I lost track. Let's buy some books. Cool. Let's buy them off different websites. So I don't even know if I ordered the same book twice. Perfect. You're a smart man, Mark. Ah, you're too kind. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Too kind. So I can't wait to see all the bullshit that comes in my door at sporadic times and if it's good or bad who knows did i buy a purse i don't know was i doing christmas shopping in my head god only knows leave your christmas shopping to the last minute that's the new rule people you never know who you'll have a falling out with think about my mama handbag i gotta check sometimes i open it on my phone and my laptop and i'm like did i buy it i don't know so god only knows did she get a nice handbag for Christmas this early? Where did I send it to? All unanswered questions. Can't, shouldn't be allowed near anything when I'm just jacked up on coffee. Especially my bank card and people. That's a fair comment. People stay away from me. Here's one good reason why. Stay away from me. I realized the other day, if someone gives me a present, and uh, if I don't really like it... <laughs> I'll be like, ah, let me Google it first, and I'll Google it, and if it's expensive, I'll be like, ah, sure, I kind of like it. So, you know, I'm a true prick. I'm a shallow prick of all kinds. One of the biggest pricks. I'll Google your present, be like, ah, oh, it's cheap. No, thank you. I'll be selling this or dumping it. I'll be dumping, dumping, dumping like there is no tomorrow. Dumping, dumping like I, someone found out that I'm not Colin Farrell's brother. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, I feel bad. Like sometimes a girl will give me her number. And I'll be like, she'll probably think that, oh, he must be like 
uh, Colin Farrell or Gerard Butler because they sound the same. And this one girl was like, used to be seeing Gerard Butler, I think. And then she gave me her number and she was like, what are you doing? And I was texting about Cyber Monday deals. <laughs> you go from the high life of the A-list celebrity to me being like, oh, I found a great deal online for pots and pans. Killing the pots and pans game. <coughs> so if you need pots and pans, didn't hear back from her. <coughs> kind of like, like a lot, you know, you might not hear back this girl before was like oh do you have any stand up online I can watch and I was like I do indeed and she was texting me like texting me like a horny whore and I sent her some stand up never again did I hear from her never ever 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 again <laughs> which is fair now it's my new trick to get rid of people here watch this and they'll never be heard of again but that's not bad I don't mind ghosting I think it's like people complain about ghosting. The alternative is being told the truth. <laughs> That's brutal. Ghosting. Uh, you're texting someone. You might have met up a few times and then they just disappear. Oh, no. You'll just be like, oh, I wonder did they die. Are they in a coma? <laughs> Only sometimes I was like, I'm trying to find someone to move into my spare room. This dude was emailing me, messaging me. He was meant to come the other day to look at the room. Uh... And then he just disappeared. Didn't hear from him. Haven't heard from him since. He like stopped texting about two hours before he's meant to come. And he's gone. He's gone. Never again. I do know he's LinkedIn. I was like, oh, I wonder if I should find out where he works and be like, hey, buddy. You just you just don't even say anything. You just don't even cancel. You just disappear. Unless he's in a coma somewhere. I was wondering, I was like, huh, do I wish harm on him? And he'd be like, ah, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. Not too much harm, obviously, but you know, I, but I prefer ghosting if a girl's ghosting me as opposed to being told the truth. What do you prefer? Being ghosted and you're like, all right, that's a soft blow. You can get on with your life. Or being told, hey, just want to be honest with you here. Uh, I got to get, I got to get to know you. Is that even right English? Hey, I got to get to know you and uh, I don't really like you. So, um... Yeah, you kind of, you like me more than I like you. I can tell that now. So, you know, it's not going to work for me <laughs> at all. Um, if you want me to explain this further and go into more detail as why I don't like you and how you're not that great of a person, you probably think you're a great person, but you know, you're not. You're kind of, you're overbearing and annoying and uh, you're deluded and you're uh, you're a prick. And, you know, I, I was thrown off initially by the accent, I suppose. Uh, I thought you were kind of more along the lines of Jared Butler. And uh, you was talking to me about Cyber Monday deals. And when should I throw out Turkey? And you started telling me you're in a Turkey prison. And, you know, I was confused. And I was like, is this, is this guy joking or what's going on? And you weren't joking. I realized you were just mentally broken. You're, your brain is broken, you know, and you're... You're not, you're not right. Anyways, let me know if you need more honesty and truth. But yeah, I didn't want to ghost you. I want to let you know the truth. And you probably like me. But just so, or let me, uh, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me repeat myself. I'm not into you. And 
I don't like you. And I got to know you, and I dislike you now. I preferred you when I didn't know you. All right, all the best there now. Or just a simple ghosting. Like a ship in the night, you don't even see it. <laughs> you don't even see it. Or you get 700,000 arrows right in the chest. And you're like, oh, fuck. I knew I was a shitty person. Oh, and it's pissing rain outside. Two for two. There's a lot of badness coming out. The truth comes out. My buddy said something funny the other day. He's like... The truth is in the Lord. Here's the thing that I think. I thought women had this too, but I think it's just guys. Guys are weird. Here's a, All right, guys are weird. Here's one reason. I like, I don't know why when I was young age, I was like put on face moisturizer. So I presumed all dudes did that because I was like, oh, my face is dry. I'm just going to take my mom's face moisturizer. Moisturize my face. Now it's not dry. I feel amazing. But, like, a lot of dudes wouldn't do that. I went to, I was hanging out with my Irish buddy in New York. And he was like, let's go out. I'll meet you at work. And he he was at work. And he took a shower at work. And he got out of the shower. And I was waiting for him. And he just, he was half wet still. And he put on his suit. It barely dried his face. He put on some hair gel. And I was like, you don't put any moisturizer on your face. It wouldn't be dry all night. He's like, what the fuck are you on about? And I was like, what the fuck are you on about? We both laughed because we both thought the other person was lying. So that's one thing guys are mental about. But another thing is um, that we don't really... Oh, yeah. Like a guy, a lot of the time, wouldn't know if he likes a girl until after sex. That little post-window orgasm, post-window ejaculation, that's when the truth kicks in. That's when you're like, oh, do I like her? And you're like, yeah, or no, I got to get out. And you throw yourself out the window. The, that's my favorite part about sex. When the, the sperm flies out and the truth flies in, you get to know, do I like this girl? Do I like this situation I'm in? Most of the time it's no I don't Fuck I fucked up I thought I did But I was clouded by a fog of sexual haze That's what the local priest used to call me Sexual haze uh, Rambling on I like the way the coffee's wearing off And I'm like hmm, What the fuck is going on here With my thoughts Sexual haze That's a, I'd be a great cop That's how I'd do it I'd always If, if I was a cop I'd always get people the, the criminal to fucking confess and they'd be like how would you do it you got him to tell the truth and I'd be like ah, I just jerked him off I gave him a hand job for uh and the minute he came I said did you rob the bank and he was in the post sex haze and he, he said the truth he said I did and I killed someone <laughs> now do you have a tissue that I can clean up with and I'd be like here's my fucking sock and he'd clean himself with his sock and then he'd be brought to prison for life and they'd be like oh sexual haze did it again sexual haze up to his old tricks dominating dominating the world and they'd be like oh he's the best cop in town why I don't know but he's a great cop 
Do you ever reply to someone's text? I'm trying to text while I'm doing this because I'm getting a load of gibberish from all angles and it's pissing rain. That's a metaphor for uh, the amount of texts of grief I'm currently getting off people. Do you ever reply to a text so quickly, quick, quickly though that you're like, oh, that was embarrassing how quick I did it. That I feel shame. Whoa, did I reply quickly to that text by accident? Won't be doing that again. Oh, I'm sorry. Too quick to reply. You barely sent me the text. That's why. I wonder if. Uh, do you think you're in love with your phone? Like in love with it. Like if you told me you're in love with a sex robot, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's fucking weird. You're having sex with a robot. You're in love. If you were to say you're in love with your phone and you were going to be like, I'm going to marry my phone, I'd be like, ah, yeah, I can get that. You're with it the whole time. You're basically talking to your phone. You're texting someone. If you're texting a girl, you're like, it's you're you're it's the phone. You could like. The phone could be talking back to you. You see a pretty picture of a girl. That's in your head. But it's all from the phone. It's the phone. And you're like, oh, I love my phone. And the girl that you're on the date with that you've been schmoozing over texts says, what? I thought you were into me. And you'd be like, nah, it's my phone. And she'd be like, why are you telling me this after sex? We just had sex. And you'd be like, oh, the sexual haze is gone. The truth is coming out. I'm in love with my phone. Not good? And she'll be like, no, not good. And you'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you ever get two? This is another great one that I really enjoy. If someone isn't into you, and then you're like, all right, fair enough. And then you stop being into them, and then they get upset. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, you're not into me anymore. Why? And you'll be like, because you fucking said you weren't into me. Oh, but no, you should be still. And that's when I realized we're all idiots out there in the world. We're all fucking idiots. And I don't even think we realize it. Do we realize it? I don't know. I don't know. We're all a bit dumb. Me included. Very dumb indeed. Like one time I remember a girl sent me a... It was on Instagram or something. I think because it's a sex. I can't remember why. Maybe it was before that, actually. But she sent me a picture of her boobs or something. <laughs> Didn't even know the girl. Uh, it was like a, a dick pic, but a boob pic. And I didn't know what to say. So I was trying to be nice and just say, like, oh, nice. Like, good work. <laughs> Nicely done. But for some reason, all the text changed it to nice try with a thumbs up. <laughs> nice try. You almost, yeah, you almost had a good picture there. But, you know, you fucked up. Nice try. Something you don't really say. You don't really... That made me laugh. Nice try. That's like people in... <laughs> people in LA when they're trying to be nice, they'll be like, Ah, you the... How did your thing go, huh? You, did you have something? Was it? Was that you? You had it... Was it good? That's people in LA thinking they're being nice. They're being considerate. You had it... Did you have a thing? Or no? Was that you? Wait. Was it good? How did... Did you... Was it fun? You just be like, what the fuck you want about it? And everyone's like, ah, uh, I don't know. You're like, ah, uh, okay, let's not talk for a while, huh? Let's not bother talking. It was funny, this dude on Twitter, I did this tweet saying something like, it's hilarious to me if you're having sex with someone named Timothy, and in the middle of sex you said, oh, Timothy. <laughs> like, you could not laugh if you said that. And I got a load of feedback. Some guy, mostly guys named Timothy, being like, this tweet doesn't make any sense. It does. It's funny. 
a lot of people are laughing at it. But this other guy was like, oh, that's weird. I lied to women that my name is Timothy. <laughs> and then I tell him I'm an ER doctor. And then I... Uh, <coughs> I uh, <laughs> he was just going on. I was like, ah, there's so many mental people out there in the world. And he's like, yeah, Timothy parking lot is what he tells girls. He's, this is his reply. Timothy is my fake name I tell women when I don't take them serious. My friends always trip out on me when I use it. But to me, it's funny because Timothy is everybody. He's worked for Tesla, Big Pharma, NASA, the industrial complex, whatever the fuck that is. But they say it on CNN. Then if I like the girl, I tell him my real name, the truth about me. And they usually respect me more for admitting that I lied to them over our first 20 minute of interaction. It's weird, but it spices up the regularness of going out and talking to women. And then he sent me a screenshot of some text he had just in case I thought I was lying. Timothy parking lot. And the girl says, babe. And he says, what's up, gorgeous? I'm in a meeting. She says, what are you doing later? Let's finally turn up. And he says, ah, I got to work at the ER, unfortunately. What's up? He says, she says, I get off at two. When are you off, baby? And he says, 6.30. And she says, damn, babe. And he says, yeah, that sucks. But I definitely appreciate you hitting me up. And you made my day. Let's kick it sooner than later. Beautiful. Timothy parking lot out here lying to me. <laughs> People are so nuts. It's great. It's great. It's like, stop being nuts, everyone. It's like, do you ever get someone, they text you a song, and you're like, they're like, oh, this is a good song, have a listen. And then you're like, oh, here's a better song. Listen to this one instead. Like, oh, my taste is better than yours. Fuck your song. I'm not even going to listen. Listen to this. My music takes the best. My music takes... My music taste is the best. And you're just being like, oh, I'm just a little bit of a prick. Just a little bit of a prick. Little a wee prick. That was like me yesterday at a show at a rehab center. And I read out a sex poem. And some people, majority of people were laughing like and into it. Like loving it. And then some people walked out. And I was like, oh, was this the right place to say a sex poem? Did I make the right call? God only knows. God only knows. You got to take a chance. Maybe I should read one more sex poem and then that's the end of the podcast. Let me see what one to read. Oh, what were we talking about? God only knows. I listened to the last five seconds there when I said, let me see what one I'll read. Between that and now, I had to press pause because I was late for a hot yoga class. So I went to the class, I sweated balls, it's pissing rain, I got soaked walking home. It's just a real fun time, people. A real fun time. My ass is sore from doing some stretching, whatever the hell. It was good in class. The teacher would be like, raise your leg higher, Mark. Raise it like you're at a fire hydrant. A fire hydrant. Mark, you're a dog. A dog at the fire. Raise it higher. Mark, you're a dog. You're a dog. You're a dog, Mark. Mark, you're a dirty dog. And I'm just there as if I'm pissing against a fire hydrant being like, I know, I know, I'm sweating, I can't see, my eyes feel like they're bleeding, am I crying, my whole body's weeping. There's no need to call me a dog. I'm aware of my dog abilities. I will heal. Anyway, what the hell were we on about? The bog man, the no hetero. I bought a table the other day, a big huge table for the dining room area, thingamajig. And it was too big to get in the door, so we had to take it apart. And it wasn't really easy to take it apart. And it was just two of us. 
we got it in and it's a monster tip my hand was bleeding it was cutting it was like heavy 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 there should have been more than two of us flipping around and now it's in and i don't really like the color i thought someone told me oh you should get a light color table for dark floors and i did that and it's the wrong light color i believe but you know now it's never leaving my house it's like a memory in my brain a bad memory like that time i didn't say thank you to the bus driver i still think about it 14 still think about it that's going to be my tables just lingering outside like a bad smell all right what was i going to do and then the podcast is over sad sad times i know i still like that tweet about timothy oh timothy <laughs> you could do it for almost any name though oh mark is that a, is that a name is that a thing am i just gibbering all right let me do what was the what was the last sex bomb here's the one i read out yesterday here's one for you sex bomb i don't think i'm gonna post them either if you're on instagram i might just wait do a book do a book and then if anyone wants a copy of my one of my books signed for christmas let me know i might do a deal thirty dollars for a book fifty dollars and it includes a poem and a book pretty good deal am i underselling myself perhaps all right here's one sex poem Jesus, these sex bombs, they're either making people horny or hate me. So it's a good mix. It's a good mix. All right, this is a cute hat. I get back to my place and you're waiting for me. We haven't seen each other in a while. You've been away, working, busy. It's been good, though. I've missed you. Hi, you say to me, sitting on my new table. Reference point. Have you missed me? No, I lie as you stand up to greet me. <clears throat> you're wearing your favorite black top, Biggie and Tupac. And your cute hat. You smile at me, your big, beautiful lips. You look so hopeful when you smile. You hug me and I smell how good you are. I kiss your long, sexy neck. Your arms are on my shoulders as you look at me with your big, beautiful eyes. My hands are around your waist as I hold you close to me. You start rubbing against me, knowing you can get me hard. Are you hungry, you ask? I'd love some porridge. I say, I'm hungry, you tell me. Kissing me as you feel my hard cock through my jeans. Fuck, you're always the hottest. We kiss hard, you're tongue teasing me and making my brain dance with delight malibu is burning it's sad i'm hungry i'd love some porridge but you're busy unbuckling my belt and pulling up my hard cock you look at me and smile then take my cock and lick from the base to the top have you missed me you ask again oh fuck yeah i moan as you take my hard cock in your wet mouth jesus i'm in heaven already you have me rock hard and my cock dripping wet. The door is still open. The neighbor might see. Fuck it. You're playing with my balls as you swallow my cock. So wet and so hard. I want to taste your wet pussy. You already know. You stand up and take your jeans off. I watch you undress as I stroke my cock. You yank your tight jeans off and stand in front of me in your t-shirt and thong. You're the most beautiful fucker I'll ever see. I kiss your wet lips and slide your t-shirt off. Fucking hell, your boobs and body are amazing. You're heaven. I kiss your neck and hard nipples as you sit on the new table. It's brown. It almost didn't fit in the door. Can't tell if I like it. I like you sitting on it. Your legs spread, naked, looking at me hard. I kiss your stomach and your thighs. Thighs. Then taste your sweet pussy. Your pussy is the sweetest. Your clit is swollen and throbbing as I lick my tongue up and down slowly. We haven't fucked in a while. Your pussy is waiting. You're getting wetter as I lick your clit and slide my tongue inside your lips. You moan as my tongue slides inside and in and out then up along the side of your clit. Then slowly along the top, over and back. 
I keep licking until you're dripping down your legs. Fuck, you're beautiful. I will love your long legs. I want them wrapped around me. I watch as you rub your clit for me as my tongue is inside you. You start to come into my mouth and I keep licking. Oh, fuck, don't stop, you moan. I keep licking and touching your clit. Then you stand up and slide my rock-hard cock inside your warm, wet pussy. Fuck, you feel uh, the dream. I love looking at you, touching you, fucking you, watching your mouth. Moaning, gasping for air, coming again on my cock, my hands squeezing your neck as you come hard. Come for me. You look me in the eyes and bite your bottom lip. Oh, fuck, I'm coming too. I shoot deep inside your tight pussy and watch your eyes smile and pull out and come on you. You smile more and rub my cum on your hard nipples then lick your fingers. Oh, fuck. You're ridiculous. Malibu's burning. It's sad, but I like the table now. Let's have some porridge. Well, that was a lovely tale, huh? A lovely, creeping tale. A lovely, lovely tale. Don't know where to go after that part of the podcast. So let's say good night and good luck. If you're in LA this week, tomorrow, Friday, Laugh Factory, 7.45, come to my show. Hit me up on Twitter, at Trickadoo, Instagram, at the Marquez, Snapchat, at Trickadoo. I like the way people hit me up in Snapchat, and then they're like, if you want my premium Snapchat, I'll, I'll pass. Thank you, thank you, but I'll pass. Check out my books on Amazon, Random, Random, and Freedom. Until next time, you horny, horny creeps. Like myself, a horny, horny creep. Goodbye and good duck. Good duck. Good duck-a-doo. Good duck. Good duck. Good duck. Go on, John. Go on, John. Good duck. Good duck. Good duck. Good duck.